Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of Pillows and Beer. I am Craig Conover at the Hall Cabernet Studio in Charleston, South Carolina, joined by our bestie Nick Norris in Virginia. What's up, Nick? going on craig i'm freezing currently in charlottesville virginia but i got a fire going so i'm ready to do it yeah i uh i was looking at the temperatures and i was thinking about playing like a baby it's cold outside song but i want to go off but i talked to Paige. it's like three feels like three in new york city what is it there like between like feels like 18 19 it's in the high teens yeah that's crazy i mean it's it's funny because i I'm the most south of my friends, most southern um, located geography wise. And like it's cold here, but I can't really bitch because everyone's like, oh, cry about it. It's 45 degrees there. <laughs> like, well, yeah, but that's it's really it's cold. cold for down there. Um, yeah, what is that? Let's see. It's loading. Um, but how have you been? Austin's taking the week off. Um, I'm glad you. Oh, it's 52. That's funny. Uh, oh my god 52 yes yeah, so cold craig the guys working on the pool are in like beanies like everyone's got toboggans and toboggans on and uh winter winter clothes but yeah how's how's life life's good busy um but actually not as busy as i'd like to be but it's winter time this time of year is always just slow it feels like and then springtime comes and then i'm w- way too busy doing things but i don't know not too bad how have you been good good i mean we're busy down here obviously it's our busy time. Uh, I mean, sewing down south, I haven't given people really an update on that recently, but it's going really well. We're about to expand. We're in, you know, 600 Fred Meyer stores in the Northwest. I love getting your pictures. And then I think we're going to open a store in Nashville this summer. So um, like a, a pop up or a real deal store? No, like a real deal store. Um, we'll have a limited year lease on it, um, but it looks like I will be um starting to split even more of my time into a third city uh which would be nashville so a good triangle going yeah and uh, i love nashville i really do and so i'm excited to be spending some more time there i'm going to look at the space uh next week uh or in two weeks I'm, i'll be in mexico next week for my buddy sean's wedding going to Sayulita, um southwest corner of mexico but we'll get to that but uh yeah i was just my buddies were just like, Hey, Craig, like bring some of your LMNT to Mexico. And I didn't really understand what it was, but I do have a whole cabinet of it downstairs. It's like a hangover remedy. And because we are so busy here, my structure's so out of whack. And of course, again, last night we did something that required us to drink lots of wine. And, uh, I drank a packet today and it really worked. It's basically like a packet. It's like a Gatorade without the sugar, but you make it yourself. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you can get the recovery drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, My aunt has some. They come in like different flavors and stuff like grape and things like that. Yeah, and I love salt, and it's basically like a sodium drink. So I was like, (laughs) well, yeah, it essentially sucks up the alcohol or tries to. I yeah, whatever it is, it um it worked, and so I'm excited for a week off next week. Um, flying to Southwest. Mexico. So Porto, Puerto Vallarta. Have you ever been to Mexico? I've not been to Mexico. I haven't really gone that far South. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, it just scares me. Yeah. I mean, look, we, in our group chat, um, we're actually in the, it's not the Sinaloa cartel territory. It's the CN. Well, they all own the freaking resorts down there. Yeah. I mean, but so they all wander so, the money and they protect everyone. But it's also a good, um, yeah, JNGC or CGNG. I, I'm not actually going to say the name so I don't get it wrong and no one gets mad at me. <laughs> um, but they don't want to hurt their like income stream because it is oh, another, hell no. another way of, you know, um, another stream of income. So apparently it's like a little expat heaven. Um, it's kind of like diet Mexico. Um, my friend that's from Mexico said, uh, Rodrigo. And uh, I mean, just, diet Mexico. What? What do you mean, diet Mexico? Like it's a lot, it's very Americanized. Oh, okay. It's not resorty, but it's like, uh, like you can get by without being a world-class traveler. Gotcha. Um, But great food. We're going to do go surfing with all the groomsmen one day. And, um, Paige is meeting me in Atlanta and then we're, 
flying to Mexico. I always like meeting someone in the airport. It's kind of fun. Have you ever done that? Like meet someone that has to jump on a connection with you? No, I've never done that before. I have to say, usually I'm just flying out at the same place with them. Right, right. No, it's uh. So I'm excited uh for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, different different things going on. Um, I saw uh. I think you saw it too. Speaking of traveling, I guess I'm going to have to what log into my home Wi-Fi at least once a month, um, or I'm not going to be able to use my oh. Netflix on my on my travels. It's the but, most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my. Because what do you do? The first thought was my was like our families. They have like beach houses down in North Carolina, and on those TVs we have all our accounts logged into. So you're gonna have to own if you own two houses, you have to have two different Netflixes. Or you have to take your yeah. TV home once a month. I I just think it's per household now. Um, this isn't gonna go well for them. Yeah, look, I I get it. I think it's fair. I'm a capitalist, and I I'm confused. I think they lose a gazillion dollars a year. Um, I mean, how many like X's? Do you think are still logged into your devices, and you have no idea? I mean, some people have. Oh, I just changed my password. Yeah, but not a lot of people do that. Um, and like my parents, the Apple TV at home in Delaware is logged into all of my accounts. And like, they wouldn't be able to do it without me. Like I log in so that they have all of their own, so they can watch like all their movies and stuff. But um, yeah, I I think it helps the other subscription services, but I think it's fair, but I don't know how they're going to do it. I just, I don't think it's going to be clean. No, because it goes to like what I said, like if you, and I get their point is, well, if you can afford two houses, you can afford two Netflix accounts. And it's just like, no, there's a lot of expenses going into that. And like, if there's five of us in my family, we should be allowed to have five users on it. It shouldn't just be per household. Yeah. But isn't that, so you're each paying $2 a month for Netflix. It's like $12 a month. Yeah. But with like dish and everything, I can have dish on the go and I can just cast it to like any TV. No, I know. I'm just saying like you, you kind of just made a good point though. Like you're already sharing your Netflix account with five people, but then you're going to be upset if you can't use it at other houses. Yeah. You think it should just be. <laughs> it's not I'm not like saying like, but it's like houses that like it's family owned. It's not like my best bud's house. I'm logging into my Netflix. No, I know, but basically you have just mitigated the cost of your Netflix to like a quarter a person a month. If you're sharing it in two different houses, five of you, it's really like 50 cents. But oh, but it's but it's not just that. It's my sister lives in Chattanooga. My other sister lives in uh, D.C. You're saying like if this becomes a household, you're going to go from one account to like six. Or correct. Five. Yeah, and my stock in Netflix is going to go. For about a week, and then it's going to take a nosedive when everybody says, fuck you, Netflix. I'm just yeah. going to stick with Prime. Well, that's the problem, right? They're going to run into is that people have stayed with Netflix because you can share it. It just is what it is because there's so many streaming sites. It's just like the South Park's like streaming wars. I mean, Amazon, I love Amazon Prime. Um, yeah. I love their, their shows. And Hulu, their Apple TV's great. Uh, everyone has their original programming. The only reason to have Netflix now is for their original programming because you can watch everything. I mean, not everything, but yeah, majority you, of things you can find elsewhere. If you've got HBO Max or Disney Plus, I'm a big Disney Plus guy. Um, yeah, I got we we literally have every Paramount Plus. I think I have every. I, I just have three hundred dollars. I just throw in that thing every month on TV. Yeah, shout out to our um, Rocket Money. Yeah. Oh my eyes depressing. I can't even look at that thing anymore. No, it's helped me a little bit. I, I just let them negotiate my XM like serious bill for my car. Uh, and it was like, save me $200 for the year, you know? And I was like, all right, Craig, like just take the time to go in here. And, and that was the first time that I let them do it for me. Um, oh, that's right. Cause they can, you can have them negotiate for you and they take 10% of the savings, but whatever. So I gave them 20 bucks. Um, who so, cares? It's and it goes back to the you know my friends used to do fixed cost uh, consulting like fixed cost analysis and they go into companies and take ten percent of what they saved them and I was like or twenty percent I was like that's a great idea. Um, so when's the Netflix thing start to happen? Next month, I think it's March one. It goes into effect. And see, 
it's going to be funny because I'm going to come on here bitching because I'm going to try to log into my shit because I really do. I mean, I have it on. Several. So do you ever like if you're at a hotel, do you log into your Netflix account? Yes. So how's and, that going to work? I think I what know. I saw is that you get like a day pass. Like you have to log in. They give you like a one day pass for a TV. Yeah, we uh we use that service a lot. I didn't used to. Um, but it's because it's funny how lazy I can be, but you know, you didn't want to type in your password or you didn't know it. And, um, now that you can scan the the QR code, QR code, and then use your phone, which has, you know, enter remembered password. But like, I don't actually know what my Netflix password is. (laughs) Well, that's also part of the reason why I change my passwords all the time, because, you know, a year later I'll go in and it's like, what is your password? I'm like, fuck if I know. So I just forget. Yeah, just, someone's got my my prime account, I think, because me and Paige just went to watch something and it was like already watched. And I was like, hmm. I Interesting. Like, yeah, I was like, I don't like this. Um we bought a TV uh for my sister. And I don't know if somebody returned it or something, because we logged into like Hulu and it was already like logged into just some random person's account. And I was like, this is kind of sketchy. I'd be, it'd be funny if you like went in and you like made a fake username. Yeah, That's why like, I say what you do. She's like, we're not doing that. This is Tom. And you're like, who is Tom? It's like, it's our Netflix buddy. Yeah. Or we'll do a watch party and actually see who it is. Um, oh yeah. Have but, you ever uh, done that before? No, but I'm sure it's awesome. I mean, but I mean, awesome enough. I don't know. Uh, you would think that I would use it because I'm in a long distance relationship, but I mean, we usually use our time apart to watch our own stuff. Yeah, exactly. When you're together, you watch what shows you want to watch. Are you watching anything good? You know, I've seen everything on TV, I think. And I'm trying to think what I just finished. Um, You know, any show about like spies or ex-military guys or like operatives. The new Jack Ryan, obviously. Yeah, like that was watched in the first, you know, I think this day it was out, I... I started and then finished it the next day. You I the, that's my favorite. Yeah, I figured it would be. Um, there's really not that many out there like that right now, though, for you. Well, um, what's his name? Just got renewed for a second season. Um, oh, the Chris Pratt one? Yeah, he's great. But, yeah, I thought that was good, too. The uh, ja- the Reacher? Reacher, I think it's called. Oh, no, not Reacher. I was talking about the... Uh... The terminal list. Did you yeah. watch that? Yep. Terminal list. Reacher two also both got they both got a renewed. Uh so. there was a spy one that I just watched called Slough House or Slow Horses. So it's called Slow Horses and it's based on uh the London like MI6 or MI5. And no, it's based on the CIA's um office in London, I believe. No, it's not. Sorry. <laughs> it's because about they, something with spots. They all, their boss's name is mom. You know, that's how they say ma'am is mom. Um, oh, okay. And so it is MI6. And um, they, it's basically where agents go if they're punished. Like they go to this like um, satellite office and then, you know, they try to save the day. And it's pretty cool. But I, I will watch any spy, spy thing on TV. Um, so if you have any recommendations, send them in. Uh I don't know what else. I mean, Ghost is me and Paige's favorite show. Yeah, that's funny. There's a new one on Apple TV. It's called Shrinking. Have you watched it yet? No, but I'm I'm wait because we're apart this week, and that's gonna be watch. I'm probably waiting to watch that, and she's gonna show up and be like, "Oh yeah, I already watched that." I'm like, they're thirty minute episodes, so they're quick hitters, which is nice. It's not like an hour long event that you got to sit down through. Except when you run out of ones to watch. Well, that's annoying because they're doing it, you know, once a week kind of thing. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, exactly. I'm not uh, a big fan of that. But that's what I would do over instead of uh, adding accounts like for Netflix. Like I, I hate that I can't binge things, but I'd rather pay instead of you know. I guess a lot of people pay for like a month and they just binge everything, and then cancel their subscription. Okay. So that's why a lot of these companies are now doing like kind of old school way of you release like the first three episodes, then it's a weekly thing. Yeah, I, I mean. Speaking of binge watching, shout out to everyone on Traders. Uh, they got their second season, Traders Two. Well, um, I guess it's not really there yet. Their second season is, and is it going to no, be like, like the network? Are like, you going to be on season two, Craig? I need to watch this show first. 
I need to watch it to see if it's something I would like. I don't think I need to be on any more reality TV right now. Well, I, like I said, like Kyle said, I don't think this is like like normal reality TV. Right. I it's mean, it's got like some spice to it, but I, it's exactly what I always wanted to do. You know, because I I grew up watching Survivor, um, and I just always loved it. Speaking of growing up watching shows, did you ever watch Alias? No, I did not. Oh God, Sydney Bristow. SD6. That's what I wanted my life to be. It was I wanted to be a CIA agent after watching Alias. That and 24. 24 came on after it. Um see, I never got into 20. Oh, this is a JJ shocker. Um, I never got into uh 24 either. I know a bunch of people that loved it. Oh yeah. They and then they had a spin-off years later. Just I'm just not a big network show guy, I guess. Like when it comes to like serious shows. Yeah. Kind of I mean, like they're kind of over dramatic. It's my escape, you know. I mean, I can predict. I should write. I, well, I can't write them, but I know exactly what's going to happen usually. So, well, that, and that's probably why I don't like them. Is just you can kind of see what's coming. Yeah, Where I, I guess with like HBO type shows, it just kind of, uh, you know, there's it's more like substance to them. I guess so. I'm trying to say. What's your uh, Insta story on driving? What does that mean? Oh, I don't know if you saw my story story the other day. This was just a quick hitter. I literally only wrote it in because I just had taken a picture of it. It was a couple days ago. It was somebody, it was a wide open parking lot and the guy literally parked, you know, two thirds of his car in one spot and a third of his car in the other spot. And that just infuriates me. Yeah. I don't get why people do that. And a lot of times the car's not even that nice, but like, I want to go up and punch your car. (laughs) Well, I used to, when I have like my, when I get my old truck up and running, I always like park right next to him. Even if it's just like there's three cars in the parking lot. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, that's, I mean, there's a place called Basil, my favorite Thai place in uh, Charleston. It's in Mount Pleasant. And they make a fortune off takeout orders because they don't, there's no delivery site that um, you can. So anyway, they have people coming in to pick up all the time and there's two takeout spots and someone parked in the middle of both of them the other day. And I was like, you're just a special type of like, like you suck. Like yeah, exactly. Just, it pisses me off. It's like one of the, like, if you want to piss me off, that's what I'll see. I just want to leave a note in your car saying you suck at driving. Yeah. I don't understand how people have licenses. I just found out my buddy's 90 year old grandma has a license and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we don't really let her drive that much. But I was like, that might be the oldest person that I've ever heard of still having their license. Oh no. I still see people that are like mid eighties to like that looking age. And you know, they're going like, you, it just there's a couple old people around like where I live out in the country, and it's just like if you you know the car, and if you get stuck behind them, you're screwed. I just hate when you know the person's texting and you want to be wrong. Like I'd rather it be an old person, and then you go past them, and they're like, no, and they're like this, own up. And I just it makes me want to. I just blast on my horn, is the best. And then they don't even know what they did wrong. They look at you like that, like you're a crazy person. Speaking of fighting people, I saw that. There's a barstool employee that gets to fight the uh, Firefly guy, Billy McFarlane. Did you see that the Firefly guy starting a whole nother thing? I mean, there are people like that don't stop, you know? No, what, he, what is it this time? It's like pretty much like the same thing as Firefly, I think. Like it's like another luxury, like getaway type event. And I'm just like, <laughs> if you give him your money, you're an idiot. You deserve to lose it, by the way. Yeah, what does he think he's gonna get it right this time? He probably blames other people. Oh, 100 percent He's not allowed to make it his own business. So he's like, Well, I won't be the one making the final decision this time. So I can't be the one to be blamed this time if it goes wrong. Oh, geez. But anything with his name on, you should just run. Um, I was, you know, I was supposed to be at the fire festival the second weekend. Oh Lord, did you buy tickets? No, no, no. We were being uh my ex-girlfriend, uh was in talks with them. They reached out to have us be like influencers. <laughs> I said, no, I was like, I'm not, not because I just wasn't in the mood. I was like, if I'm going to the Bahamas, I'm going to go to Marsh Harbor and see like Graham and Anna Hayward, um, which is where I ended up, you know, moving for a year and a half. And so we had actually turned down the deal and um, then shit hit the fan. I would have, I would have lost my mind. I, same thing happened at Tomorrow World like a couple of years ago. I went to Tomorrow World in like 2011, I think, and it was awesome, like really awesome. But all good things, you know, must. I'm come. doing it. Yeah. Oh, he's also starting his own consulting uh, firm. He's charging two thousand dollars an hour 
for him to consult with tech companies to reach influencers. Yeah. It's like, I loved uh, what I'm still confused at who the beast is like on YouTube, but I did like, um, like a, it's $7 million for a Super Bowl commercial this year. And he was like, if you want a lot, if you want a cheaper way to reach like, you know, a hundred million people, uh, shoot me a message. And I was yeah. Like, no, he, I still don't even know who he is either. And he's like the most famous YouTuber of all time. Yeah, he is. Um, he it, apparently does some good stuff. I mean, I just saw the blind thing paid for a bunch of people's cataract surgeries and he had a very interesting take on it. he was like, you would think the ROI on making this surgery free would be worth it because for like the government, because if the government paid for like curable blindness, then you would have, you know, you just kind of enhance your workforce a little bit. Like obviously um, people with cataracts are still able-bodied and everything, but giving someone their vision back, they, they probably could do more with that than they could without it. So. No, yeah. I think for Halloween, I saw a video. He was literally just giving out iPhones and like wads of cash. Really? Yeah. See, it, I, don't, I don't like the, those ones, but I do like paying, like I wanted to, you know, we're starting the Craig Conover foundation. And I was like, I would love to give away colorblind glasses. Like I love those videos when people see color for the first time, they're only like $200. So I don't really, if there's a need there, look, I know a lot of people can't just spend $200 on something, but I, if there's a need there, I would love to do that because I feel like your gain on that, like your, your emotional, like for me, it would have the most, uh, what the hell am I looking? What's the word I'm looking at? Like that would have the most, uh, bang for my buck. No, that's not what it is. I just would enjoy That's not the right one. I don't think. No, I would get the most satisfaction out of that. Like my version of helping people is like something like that. Um, at least the results, but, um, well, yeah, but, seeing somebody happy pretty much. Yeah. Like putting a smile on someone's face. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> and yes, if it means someone can see color for the first time, like that would be incredible. Like any of your senses, like I love when people get their, uh, the cochlear implants and like can hear like their mom's voice for the first time, like anything like that. Yeah. That that's probably more expensive. That's definitely more expensive, but all like the, you know, with all the nerds are doing with, uh, the engineers with all the robotic arms that they're making for like vets and everything. Yeah. And just, that's just crazy to me, but that's obviously way more expensive right now. But. Also don't understand how that works. I've never understood. It has something to do with like the nerves that like stay in your arm. Yeah. Like you, how you fire or like trigger the responses is crazy. This, bur- this brain thing is very smart. Yeah. And, but like how, yeah, the people that make it though are insane how they're like, okay, we're going to hook something up to your like, you know, stub. I don't know what the right term is. <laughs> stub of your arm and through your elbow a lot of them are removable too you would think it's like you know they'd have to wire it in yeah it. well i guess people like still say which would be just freaking weird like people who like lose limbs like they can still feel their fingers yeah the ghost effect or there's yeah no. so i guess that's what they're tapping into i mean that's like that experiment where you hold your hand on a table and you watch a video of someone touching a hand, but and as you're watching, someone's touching your hand, and then they hit the hand with a hammer on the video, and the person like screams bloody murder. The brain is a uh, funny thing. Um, all right, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. When I play the new pick five from the Virginia Lottery, I pick my numbers using my magic wheel. Normal wheel magic to me, Liz. Win up to $50,000. Play in-store, in-app, or online today. Visit balottery.com slash pick five. Welcome back to this episode of Pills and Beer. I'm Craig Conover, joined by Nick Norris. Austin's got the week off. Uh, We're just talking about things that happened this week, and uh, I think there might be a balloon above you pretty soon, Nick. Or did you go outside and look for it? I did not. Um, is it supposed to come over Virginia? Uh, the Carol. I know it came. It was headed right to the Carolinas. Um, it's obviously pretty cold, so I haven't been outside today. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, now we just have things flying and you know, foreign things flying in our airspace, uncontested. It's pretty great. I don't think that's a big deal. 
Oh no, it's not. Do you think there's ever been a time in history that um, we were aware of? Uh, well, maybe, and they just didn't put it all over the news. Exactly. Like, what, what I bet they? you. I get. See, here's the thing. I think they knew exactly what it was, and before it even crossed over shore here, they'd already freaking hacked it, and then some asshole oh. saw it out their window. And yeah, then it's a big thing. Our cybersecurity guys can't be like, guys, we've literally hijacked the Chinese satellite. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I really hate, well, hate's a strong word. I strongly dislike the news and the fact that people don't realize that, um, you know, the government runs the news and the news is run by private interest. And it's like, or no, sorry, the government runs the news and the government is run by private interest and money. So therefore, the most profitable people in the country um, run the news, um, you know, through the, and if you think what you're watching is unmanipulated, you know. Yes, then, I got you. I think my favorite uh -huh. one was someone like blew it up and then they put a the giant TikTok logo on the uh, balloon. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just we shouldn't have reported on it like yeah i mean i guess people can see it so um or just go scoop it up or there's got to be a reason obviously they said it would hurt you know it's a risk to civilians by shooting it but there's got to be a reason we didn't and we're just continuing to let it flow. yeah we'll never know the damn reason no and but they said it messed up the talks that are going down in china this week um I, I mean, look, the, the talks are just going to continue to get more hostile, especially, you know, the what our CIA director just said that China gave the order for their military to start um, preparing for the invasion of Taiwan. Taiwan by like That's China. not going to go very well. I still don't under and see, I, I'm, I'm going to say I don't understand the Taiwan situation. And I will be the first to say, like, if I don't know enough about something yet, like, that's great. You can't be expected to know everything. Like the problem is when people think they do. So I'm still ignorant on Taiwan and I need to read more into it. Um, but I know it's going to be a heavily, it's already heavily contested. And I know it has a lot to do with microchips and other stuff like that. Right. Oh yeah. It's all technology for them. Yeah. Like it's they claim it's all about land, but at the end of the day, you only go after land that you think is valuable. Let's be yeah. real. And so why is, why are all the microchips in the world made in Taiwan? I have no idea. That's yeah, something like that's above my pay grade. Yeah, I gotta go look into it. Um, so <clears throat> you know, I mean, foreign affairs. The Japanese in World War II used to send bombs attached to balloons. That worked out really well for the Japanese. Yeah, I just feel bad for. I feel bad for everyone involved in the Ukraine Russia money making, um, you know, war because Putin's just sending every able bodied. To you die, know, pretty much. And die, yeah. And it's exactly what they did. Like, it's what Hitler did at the end of World War II. He just threw bodies, at, you know, everywhere he could, and they lost so many people. Yeah. Well, I guess at least with the Germans at the end of World War II, at least they were at that end, they were fighting for their homeland, and that's why it got so bloody. So Yeah, this, they're basically the antagonist, or the... <laughs> The Russians, yeah, no, it's the opposite for the Russians this time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, wait, guys, we could just stop. <laughs> like, that's got to be what sucks to be forced to go fight over there. It's like, because, you know, they just shoot you if you refuse to. But it's got to be like, guys, why don't we just go home? Like, we, if we walk away, we're good. Like, that guy. I'm that, but see, that's been humanity since day one. All yeah, the, Fighting for your freaking lord in the castle. If every person was just like, you fight your own battle. Yeah. Well, and it sucks because he promises his generals and stuff power, you know, over the territories when they win. And uh, it's just whoever holds the the weapons. And like it's they got, always like, the it's always the masses, but the masses always die for no reason. Yeah. And then the guy from the Wagner group, you know, which is like a Bond movie. Uh, I mean, we have them, too. We just don't talk about them and uh, we don't use them as our main fighting force. But that guy just affected into um Norway and I didn't realize did you read his interview no so it was crazy you know he was basically a prisoner he got let out of prison to command troops and he was like new but he was basically like we were just recycling bodies um but in order for him to defect it took like it was a crazy story where he was like shot at multiple times I thought he just like left a battle one day but um defection was pretty tough and the other one, they, you know, smashed his head with a 
um, sledgehammer on camera. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, it's pretty, just be grateful that we, uh, we do not have to do that at the moment. Um, but yeah. And then you've got the pilot thing. I'm still trying to figure out these. I didn't realize that the simulation for like the flight simulators and truck simulators is so huge. Have you seen the truck like setups? Oh yeah. That people do. Yeah. Like big rigs of their house. Yeah. Like, I think it kind of is entertaining, but I would want to smash a bunch of stuff, but um, there's gotta be a monetary incentive. I mean, with video games, like I came home from an event last night and played call of duty and I enjoyed it, but I was like, this would be a lot more fun if I could make money because then I can tell myself there's a purpose. Yeah. Well, I started playing in small tournaments and then I realized I'm not really get that good. <laughs> so I was like, damn it. Oh yeah. I'm not good at all. Like I'm not, I'm they're like, but they're like, you know, they're like fan funded events. They're like very semi-professional, like tournament yeah. kind of stuff. It's not like real, but I got buddies that are that good, which is really depressing. The only game I was good enough or pretty good at was Halo back in college. And I like knew some of the maps well enough to like know where people were spawning and, and stuff. But anyway, this, this couple is about to get divorced. Yeah. Did you, did you read it? Yeah. So, well, I mean, you can tell everyone what we're about to talk about basically, because it's, it's all over Twitter right on now. Reddit. Okay. Yeah. So it's on Reddit and this guy is on the brink of divorce because his wife won't introduce him as a pilot. So you tell <laughs> on the story. I don't even know how to like summarize this. It's a lot. I would recommend if you're in for a good read um, about how delusional some people can be. It's basically a guy who has a good setup for a flight simulator at his home. And he's done all like these like flight sims and stuff and like logged 500 hours on the simulator, blah, 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 blah. And is I think he's actually just a restaurant manager. And he's pretty much, (laughs) yeah, keep going. So he's a restaurant manager. And I guess his wife's actually like a a software tech at a, a, like a COVID, like a startup company that happened during COVID. And he's all mad at her that she won't introduce him as a pilot. He claims to be a pilot. He's never flown a plane in the day of his life. So here I'll read you the Reddit post. It says, you know, I am completely serious about this and need help. Uh, this matter involved in my life. My wife and I have been together for five years, married for two, no kids. I have an amazing, happy relationship. I cannot recall a single time where we've argued to the point of a breakup or divorce. This issue, however, is causing me to reconsider the health of our relationship. Since my wife and I have been together, I've worked as a manager for a restaurant chain. I'm an extremely passionate aviation enthusiast in my free time. That's probably what you should call yourself. I have spent thousands of dollars on flight textbooks, simulation gear, and even built my own A330 setup. I have never actually flown a plane or started flight training, but I have considered it for a long time. Even though my skills are not a career, I still consider myself as adept or possibly more knowledgeable than the average pilot. That being said, here's where the problem arises. My wife and I were invited to one of her male coworkers' house for a barbecue. My wife is a senior software tech for a COVID startup. She's worked there since 2020, a lucky catch after she was laid off from her previous job due to the virus. I wonder if that was like a, a stab at her. Um, it was my first time meeting many of her now close coworkers due to COVID and working from home. I'd assumed she'd talked about me before, but as we were cycling through introductions, I became less sure. We make our way down the line to the host of the party, a new male hire that she has grown platonically close with. We exchange casual conversation and Greg, the host, asked what I do for a living. My wife chimes in with he manages a fast food restaurant. It certainly comes with some benefits. I'm I'm assuming she's referring to the free food, he says, and a voice that implied nothing was wrong with what, what she said. I very quickly corrected her and told him that I am a pilot. Wait, what? (laughs) My wife already knows how insecure I am about my job. I get, I mean, I get that. And how I'd much rather be introduced by my hobby. I mean, this just shows you how fucking crazy our world is. Masculine that his wife has a better job than he does. Yeah, I, I get that. But like, he feels entitled to being introduced to his hobby as his job. I mean, this is what happens with participation trophies, Nick. Um. I've earned the title of pilot through my, oh my God. I've earned the (laughs) title of pilot through my 500 plus hours on a simulation and thousands of dollars put into my craft entitlement. 
That's that. That's what that sentence is, is entitlement. I think it is incredibly disrespectful for her not to acknowledge my skills and training. Just because I don't have the title of pilot on an overpriced piece of paper doesn't mean I'm not a pilot. You've never flown a plane before, dude. I laughed it off with the host, Greg, told him under my breath that my wife was often forgetful, which I'm sure he's realized just from working with her. He seemed to brush it off casually. At this point, I'm fuming, but I don't go much further than exchanging some nasty glances at my wife for the rest of the night. As we pack into the car to leave, the argument starts. She feels as if I don't deserve my title as a pilot <laughs> because I'm not professional, because I'm not a professional pilot. I No, you're not a pilot. <laughs> you're not a pilot, yeah, professional you, or not. I, you're a great pilot on video games, which I'm not... <laughs> But hated, apparently not. I've read all the comments and it's like, I know people who've never flown a plane that have like 1500 hours on a sim. And like, I know it's expensive for like to log real hours on a flight, but you work hard to do that. And then you can call yourself a, a pilot. So says she, okay. I told her she is completely insensitive to the work I've done and she will never understand what it's like to study so much. She's, She's currently software tech. Yeah. She, yeah. She's currently on the couch as I type this. Am I really the asshole for asking to be respected? You no, know, you're just delusional. You are fucking delusional. I mean, you're just, yes. You Entitlement leads to delusion. That entitlement is a good word for delusion. No, I'm really good at sniping in Call of Duty. So everybody's just gonna have to call me yeah. Sergeant Norris from now on. It's it's basically stolen valor. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. That, it's exactly right. Well, you know what? I've put hours into going to war on my PS5. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I want to be respected for it. And like, I mean, no, sir, you are not a pilot. Now look, becoming a pilot does take an incredible amount of studying. And I bet you'd be good at real flying, but you need to sign up. Well, actually, every, really, every pilot, if you read like comments on this, is like 500 hours is nothing. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They're like, that's nothing. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be introduced as I'm a manager of a restaurant, and I really enjoy flight simulators. That's fair. But to be asked to be called a pilot, which takes a professional certification and license. You is- need 1,500 hours on a real uh, plane to be a commercial pilot. Yeah. Okay. So he's not, <laughs> he's not even done enough fake hours. No. I mean. I mean, that's just like saying a race car driver. Like I've been in, you know, uh, uh, Junior set up a, a, a like a Pepsi or Coke. He's I shouldn't have Dale's sponsor. Whoever it is, I think it was Coke. Like a, a simulator at the racetrack, and like if I built that in my house, I wouldn't go around telling people I was a, a race car driver. Like I anyway. But, oh, oh, it, I just read that. I was like, I thought it couldn't be real, but I don't think anybody would have the time to make up that long of a fake post. No, no, and guess what? Sorry to break it to you, buddy. Your relationship's over. It just is because this is a fundamental thing that you will not be able to work through because he actually thinks he deserves to be called a pilot and she is probably getting fed up with the delusions. You join I mean, the Air Force. Well, that's, yeah, you don't have to go join the military. But well, I'm just saying that's the easiest way to be on a plane. Well, the yeah, that in the cheapest, not the easy. There's a lot the cheapest, I should say. Service, yeah, the cheapest in monetary. Um, there's going to be some other stuff that comes with it, but yeah, that's. I mean, I I just will always remember what Harlan Hodges said to me in in my finance capstone. Um, and there was twelve of us in the class, and he said two of you will be successful. Two, he said two of you will have good jobs. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, only two of you. Like that, that's just, that is what it is. Will you be one of the two or will you not? And like that starts now. And so sure, I I could let you guys graduate and go into the workforce and you just expect to have some like, you know, shiny job that makes a lot of money and you're not going to get it. So you better- Especially kids these days. Oh my God. You better realize you better work your ass off now to get one of those two spots. Uh, I mean, it was, it was one of my favorite classes. Cause I didn't, su- <clears throat> I didn't turn my, so it was, you were graded with 10 papers. Um, you had to write 10 papers throughout the semester and I didn't turn my first one in on time. And uh, 
So, uh, you know, and this was standard practice for me. I had never been held accountable before. I was always able to do stuff late and which a lot of people know that that followed me into my law career <laughs> or law school career. And so I stayed up all weekend writing this badass paper, but it was due on Friday. So I, I went to his office hours on Monday and I handed him, you know, this bound essay and he handed it right back to me. And I was like, well, I just, I, no, I, I handed it to him. And I said, I just didn't want you to think I was a slacker. And he said, well, you are. And he handed it back to me. And he said, you turn your paper in late. He's like, I don't want to read that. He's like, you are a slacker. And he's like, you didn't turn your paper in on time. And like, I, it was phenomenal. And guess what? I ended up that I, I actually ended up getting the highest grade in that class. There was only two A's given and I was one of them. And it's because I got an A on the next nine papers because I worked my ass off. Um, and I didn't really do that in a lot of classes. But anyway, I I don't remember <laughs> all of the facts like spot on, but I know that I got the highest grade and I know that I failed that first paper. I got zero credit for it and he never read it, which drove me crazy. And he was like, well, you are a slacker. You, you didn't turn your paper in. And I was like, dude, this guy's great. I mean, he was a... CFO of a massive, massive company. Yeah, I mean, my 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 last professor, like you know, of the whatever you call it, depending on the school, but it was a uh, he was very similar minded guy. <laughs> it was just very just this is business, and that's just the way the world works. I only really ever did well in business classes. Like that was the only course I callied in law school was business associations. History um, was my like probably my best, and then business was second. That's one time in history class, we had my, um, our friend Joe and Grace Tolan's mom, Professor Tolan as a teacher. And I had her two semesters and man, would she mess with me? Like I would be so hungover in her class, but she would know because of like, you know, her, her kids were in my social circle and she would mess with me so much. And one time I I think we were coming back from like spring break and Grace called me and she was like, Craig, what did you do? And I was like, what? And she's like, my mom just called me. She's like, you really messed up. And I was like, what? And she was like, you wrote your like end of the semester paper on Black Hawk Down. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, the paper was supposed to be on like, like pre 1000 AD. Like it was supposed to be on Pompeii. <laughs> And I was like, oh my God. And I wrote it on Black Hawk Down. And she was like, this is like a pre, like <laughs> pre whatever era of like history class. Um, the ancients. Yeah. So I had to write a, a last minute paper that night too. <laughs> if I would have, my dad always said, if you would have just spend, he said, you spend so much time trying to run around and fix your problems like five <laughs> times the amount of energy than if you just did things on time but oh i had a great professor like that in high school i mean my sister below me had me and she goes man did she love you i go she literally like i, I wrote probably the worst paper of my lifetime she goes nick i gave you an 80 you didn't deserve it but i like <laughs> you i know you can do better i was like thank god so but i mean i used to did you ever drink with your professors in college no, uh, uh, that was one nice thing about Roanoke. It was just so small, like the bar was laid like right. So, like, kind of like the end of campus was right next. So, well, you've seen been to Roanoke before. Yeah. So, we just walk out the door and you just would see your professor at the bar. I mean, see that I, I didn't think I was at an appropriate age to do that until law school. Like, law school, I felt to be a more professional environment to like drink with them. Um, but no, that was a foreign concept. Like I didn't have a social life with my professors in college. I mean, it was only a couple to be fair. And she was cool. Like she was one of my history professors. I think I got 93 on her final paper because I'm, I saw her out at power hour. So I kept buying her drinks when she was grading papers at the bar. Oh, <laughs> I got 93 funny. on the final paper. I was like, go. Let's go. Did you know about anyone like hooking up with their professors? Not that I know of. I, no offense to my professors. There really weren't that many that like would be worth it in yeah, that regard. I just like older. I like no, I mean, like I've met girls, you know, since college that were like, Oh yeah, I hooked up with a professor. And I was like, I just wasn't around. Like I wasn't aware of any of that. I never suspected that going on. 
I mean, that's the kind of, like it'd been cool to do with, but I mean, I know some girls like flirted with professors, but I never actually like heard of anything like coming out in that regard. What was your favorite class? It was history in college. Yeah, definitely my history classes. Either whether it was ancient Greece, uh, ancient Rome. I did some on the Civil War and like slavery. That was really cool. Uh, did one on ancient e- like Egypt, not Egypt, ancient Hawaii. That was fascinating. Oh, wow. Did that some would... on the witch trials. Why not? Outside of money. Yeah, that would have been really interesting, especially you guys being right near Salem. Um, I took a women's and gender studies class, and that, and I learned more in that class than I did in any other class in college. Wrong Salem, Craig. Oh, did I just <laughs> like Poria from Chicks in the Office? Portland? <laughs> Portland's got great lobster rolls. Wait, okay. Salem, Boston, just outside of Boston. Salem, no Mass. Way. What are you thinking of? Not I Salem, Virginia. That's not where the witches were? No. Well, we, they might have had a couple in Virginia, but no. Salem, Massachusetts is where all the witch trials were. Yeah, I definitely uh, I definitely always thought that Salem was the Salem. No, just outside of Boston. But that, um, that women and gender studies class is where um, I learned a lot. Uh, a lot of stuff that is in the news and media now I learned about back then. Um, I'm not going to try to touch on it in the moment, but that's the professor that asked the class, which I have semi-famously asked on TV. And now when I see it different places, I'm like, they definitely got it for me. But the question, like if you had to give up oral sex or cheese, what would you give up for the rest of your life? And she, that's the class that I, I heard that question in, and it still was one of the best questions. What would you answer? I would uh I would give up oral sex. Oh, I'd give up cheese in a heartbeat. Really? Yeah, I yeah. mean two sides to the coin. Um but uh it's a I I brought it up on like Winter House and I said it on Southern Charm I think a couple of years ago. And now I've seen it in a couple of places and I was like, "No, that definitely came from I think it was season 1 Winter House. Um there's only two seasons and they all like blend together, but I uh I learned I'm trying to think of something yeah. Well, that's a different, different conversation, but it was, it was phenomenal. And I, I left that class a better, a more informed person. Um, and I just remember learning like the statistics behind, I said, I wasn't going to say any of it, but I will say this part, the just statistics behind making things illegal, like abortion and what happened you know, how we got to study the statistics um, of that time, you know, where where um, abortion was banned and illegal and basically the numbers that went up and the numbers that didn't go up and, you know, a lot of it just became, you know, the numbers didn't go down. The only numbers that, you know, the unsafe um, procedures are basically what went up through the roof because people you know, didn't stop having them because it was illegal. They just stopped having safe ones, um, which I think people probably know my opinion on making things illegal. I don't think it works, but all right. Well, let's take a quick commercial. Good, because I got to sneeze. <laughs> Nick, you want to do it? <laughs> yeah, well, sorry about that. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, this episode of Pillows and Beer. This is, I guess, part three of just Craig and me. Um and I don't know, this is just pretty much a casual, just how we do things. We kind of just sit here and talk and you guys can just be part of our conversation and see what t- goes on with all, our two crazy people. That's a little different dynamic too with just us. Um, and it's fun every once in a while. Yeah, it's more of just a talk show, casual kind of weekend conversation. But yeah, anyways, um, one of my notes of the week, uh, I saw one of my uh, best friends, she's a... a sports reporter out in nebraska she, she did uh for one of the, in the station in omaha and she tweeted out a picture from like the local like police department out there of some guy just literally threw a puppy in a cage just off on the side of the road and like, they're like well this is a and they arrested him and he's like was cited with it. it's like a class one misdemeanor i think that's such bs i think for if you abuse animals like that is like one of the most heinous crime to me yeah, and the reason that it has been kept, um, so animals are classified as property, uh, and it's the reason is because of the a bunch of legalese basically that you would learn in law school. It's for civil suits and like 
it keeps it just keeps the court system easier by classifying them as not basically living beings they're just asset like their property their their chattel um yeah i think that whatever you do to that animal someone should do to you i mean 100 percent like it, neglect and abuse of an animal sure you don't it doesn't have to be as extreme as you know the punishment for child abuse or neglect which should probably be higher um agreed but it's got to be more than like a missing slap on the wrist also, like talking about red flags i mean you if you are capable of doing that to an animal you're capable of doing that to a human it's just no. the way our brains work yeah 100% agree i mean my first thought was okay i want to put him in the back of my truck in a cage and driving down the highway and just throw the cage out the back and do a field yeah i mean i guess what he would never do that to another animal no he wouldn't some people, you know, there, well, I wouldn't say some people, there is a theory of thought um, where that person would become angry and do it to other people, but it's not, that's an equal punishment to what that person did. You know, what does not work is keeping people in cages in the prison system, which just doesn't, I mean, America, no, there are certain people that belong in that system, but yeah, at, there's certain people, but like, there is no coming back from solitary confinement. Like you will not, you, you will not remediate someone by putting them in total isolation and causing them to go. Did crazy. you see what Massachusetts is like? I think it was Massachusetts, or like Connecticut's like uh, talking about with like the organs. Yeah. So basically one of the Northeastern states is offering, they are proposing a bill that offers a uh, shorter jail time for donating an organ. Um, they're about to cross a lot of, of lines that uh, people have not been willing to. Like, there's a great trafficked. There's a show called Trafficked. It's an incredible show. Excuse me. Sorry. There's a show called Trafficked, and season three just came out. Have you watched it, Nick? I have not. So this reporter, and she's great. I wish I could remember her name because she deserves it. Every week is a different black market trade, and she interviews these people she has connections with the cartel who allows her to do this and she gets to do like like she's done everything like you know biker gangs regular gangs cartels drug running gun running drug running um the scams like the people that scam old people like and so this year she the first episode was on the black market organ trade that has skyrocketed and so she goes down to columbia and panama and talks with the same cartel guys she talked to before. And like, they're completely suited up. Like you can't yeah. them at all. And it's incredibly fascinating. And she also interviews people who have paid for organs. Um, and they're like, look, I was going to die. You know, I was going to die and you can't. And that person asked her, well, what would you do? And she's like, well, I can't answer that. And you know, the problem is, is that the organ trade in South America is forced. You know, a lot of these people aren't volunteering. Well, you wake up in a bathtub with a hole in the side of you. Yeah. And so you should watch this episode. It's called Trafficked. Um, now, that's, I believe, you're like, who cares what Craig thinks? I believe, um, and on the project we're working on down here, you'll see that I've been writing about a bunch of stuff again. But I believe you should be able to sell your organ. The problem is, is that people will say that we have to protect the poor and we have to protect people in need from making decisions that they are not fully capable of making. Basically, they're saying that if you're homeless or if you can't afford to eat, you do not have the mental capacity to make a decision um, to sell. Like that. Organ. Yeah, like that. Or you're that locked in a cell and... Yeah, well, I mean, so, but I don't agree. I think if if you have an extra organ and you can safely do it, I I think you should be able to sell your organ. It's also in place, though, to protect people that cannot afford organs. So that's why they try, the hospital system tries to prevent the private organ trade because they do not want it to be a buyer's market, you know, or yeah. sell um, They want it to be fair and no matter what your socioeconomic class is, you will be able to get an organ. However, the people that have the money are still going and buying those organs. It's just coming, you know, with someone dying on the other end. But anyway, that's a lot to say that now these prisoners, people will argue 
instead of leaving it up to them and like if you were in jail you'd probably do anything to get out of jail um people will argue well they're being they're doing that under duress basically uh that's what the ethics people will argue that you shouldn't be able to give your organ because you're under duress um i i think you should be able to do anything with your body that you want um how much does an organ go for? What am I looking at if I donate something? So in in the documentary, you will get paid 10 to 20 grand. No, fuck that. Not worth it. But to buy it will cost some organs, um, especially like livers, go for around a million dollars because you have to pay you have to pay a surgeon to do it. So she she interviews like the black market surgeons who are real doctors in America, but they get paid to a do this. Fortune, yeah. Um and you're basically owned by whatever criminal organization um, does it for you. So, again, another illegal activity that's already happening, but we choose not to um, regulate it. Uh, but I can see the reasons not to. So what do you think about the prisoners? Um, do you? Think I mean, I see both sides of it because, like you said, if they want to um... – get out of jail quicker i don't blame them for selling their thing but at the same time they're kind of pigeonholed uh if they're going to be the only people that like that's allowed with well now let's think about the people that need the organs you know no i agree no i'm i know i'm but i'm saying i didn't get to say to encourage organ donations is going to save a lot of people too um i don't think we should classify these people as criminals uh i don't think it should be a you know, should a criminal versus a non-criminal give Kenny because we still have people in jail for weed? Um, I think it's just like, look, do we do we make it a free market um, for organs? But you know, I I will hang my hat on that I have not studied this. This is just coming from a real my life experience in the world and being around stuff that's illegal or legal and whether people still do it or not. Well, once again, it goes back to the reason prostitution will never be legal in this country for the most part. It's unethical and un other things for people. Same reason why stem cell research is still frowned upon. Yeah, well, and that's, yeah, you know, we're supposed to have a separation of of church and state. Um, I mean, that does not apply to that, but I think it should. I, I think I think logic should be used in these decisions on what's legal and not legal and not someone's personal religious agreed belief. um but or we're non-religious belief whatever we're we're about a a decade i think away from if we started now um getting you know cl clearer decision making um in politics but geez yeah let's just like go and poke a bunch of different bears and then run away from this <laughs> that's what we tend to do i usually we usually get about like five angry emails or like dms like you can't talk about that you know nothing i'm just like well, yeah we well that's this is our show and we're going to talk about it um let's finish up with your interesting historical fact i like this little segment nick what yeah i found a bunch of good website and that was easily my favorite because i like remembered hearing about it in school but you can go ahead and read it i just thought it was fascinating because that is one of my biggest fears right there no just tell yeah tell everyone your fact of the week so apparently alexander the great was accidentally buried alive scientists believe alexander suffered from a neurological disorder called i can you pronounce that Gillian Barra syndrome, Barr syndrome. And they believe what when he died, he was actually just paralyzed and mentally aware of his surroundings. Oh shoot. That's like um like uh ALS. Pretty much. It's like a very severe version of ALS. Well, I mean, eventually you yeah, you know, eventually you get there. Well, that's that's yeah, that's a scary one. That's not a, a fun one. That's an interesting one. And I don't think well, a lot of people know that. No, but I mean, there's a lot of more fun ones. But the reason I put in like the fun, like interesting, no, that picture have to be fun. I'm saying like that's it's a I like when people when the majority of people listening don't know. And I like learning stuff, too. Um, But like and that's it, this one site's got like a lot of great ones. But uh, I mean, that one was just crazy to me that 
one of the greatest generals of all time was probably buried alive. So being buried alive is not like quicksand. You know how we all feared quicksand growing up and it's not really a thing. No, it's bullshit. Apparently being buried alive is a very real thing. Well, in Victoria area, England, they used to put bells. Like you'd be like a, you'd have to be buried with a bell or like if you were rich, you'd have a pipe like that ran from your grave. Because that would happen. Yeah. And well, and that's why there was a name, like someone would sit in the cemetery and listen for bells. For the bell for like a few days. Yeah. Um, Occasionally it did happen, which would just, can you imagine like if you like passed out and like you were like so close to death, but you weren't actually dead and you woke up in a little container? No. And no, I don't, no, I don't even want to, it's like, yes, I've gone down this rabbit hole before and I hate it. I'm actually pretty claustrophobic. Um, yeah. I, I've had some interesting times on some small planes before where I really had to get my shit together. Um, all right. Well, Nick, thank you for filling in with for Austin. And, uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on here. I hope you all learned something or we piqued your, maybe we could to talk about today i'm sure we gave some people some things to yell about today but that makes me laugh even more well maybe we got some high fives too um that would have been fun so until next week this has been pillows and beer it's been a pleasure and we'll be back to our regular scheduling next week be sure to get your flight sim hours what's up pillows and beers listeners i'm reality steve If you're a fan of The Bachelor and all things pop culture, reality TV, you should check out my show, The Reality Steve Podcast, a daily show about The Bachelor, other reality TV shows you may be watching right now. I definitely throw in a lot of Taylor Swift talk and so much more. Search Reality Steve on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.